This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Vet Candy's podcast in other news, a podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber, why not? Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. As always, if you want to sound off or just make a suggestion or, hey, tell us something nice. You can also reach us at Jen at MyVetCandy.com. Or Jason at MyVetCandy.com. Okay, news hounds out there in the candy verse. We have a treat today. Our topic today is actually female empowerment and the human-animal bond. In other news, what? Ladies can go fast too? Yes. What? Today's guest. I'm super stoked, Dr. Jason, because today's guest is going to help everybody understand that A, women can be most excellent drivers, and B, everybody from all walks of life can develop a bond with animals, and it can really, really enhance their life. So we have an incredible guest. Jason, are you excited about today's guest? Super excited. Couldn't be more excited. Yeah. We're going to make history. Oh, wait. No, we're not. We're not the ones making history here. No, 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 she did. We have a history maker. A history maker, that's right. So we are going to welcome in to, uh, in other news today, to the Candyverse for the first time, Ms. Natalie Decker. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you for for slowing down. Yes. Uh, enough to join us on the podcast. So um, Natalie Decker, for those of you who might be living under a rock, um, have made history recently because she is the top finishing female in, I'm going to call it the NASCAR truck series. Is that right, Natalie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I raced in the NASCAR truck series with Nice Motorsports and we just raced at Daytona a couple weeks ago and I finished fifth. So I'm now the highest finishing female in the NASCAR truck series. That's awesome. That's incredible. But what's even more incredible to me is that you didn't even know that. Like you finished the race (laughs) and you had no idea that you had just entered the history books forever, right? Yeah. So I finished the race and as I was crossing the line, you know, my spotter, he's standing like up on top of the grandstands. He can see everything. He's like, yeah, how about that top 10 finish? Like that was awesome. That was the best (laughs) race ever. So we didn't truly know exactly where I finished at that moment. And then I get down onto pit road and my team's like, you finished fifth. And I was just so excited about that. And I did all my interviews with like Fox. And then I went over to do like radio interviews and a female was interviewing me and she was like, so how does it feel to make history? And I was like, doing what? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, what did I do? Oh, what a great, what a great reaction that was. That's fantastic. Right. And you're just living your life, weren't you? Just, just Yeah, I was just having fun. Yeah, getting down on pit row. That's, that's amazing. But the more amazing thing to me is that listeners, news hounds out there, she's conducting this podcast episode not all by herself. She has a very good furry friend sitting with her. Uh, why don't you tell us about... Well, his name is Cash, but you don't call him Cash. 
Yeah, we call him Monkey. Monkey. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's amazing. So a a little less than a year ago, it's going to be a year soon, we we went to the Humane Society in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, where we live. Uh-huh. And we found him and we had to leave. So I knew I was, this was my dog. I just knew it when I saw him. And but we had to leave. Instantly you saw the dog. I instantly said, I, I, I got to like, go. So you had to like put a, put a hold on the dog, right? Is that what you did well, or how did that happen? We kind of had to because we, had to, leave. <laughs> we had to fly out that night to go race in Michigan. Oh my god! Um, so we couldn't take him with us because he was just a little puppy, right. and he had like worms, and he was really sick. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know what? We're gonna come back. We fly out for one day, and they're like, well, we can't hold on to him. If someone comes and picks him up, we can't hold him for you guys. Oh. So we're like praying and calling the Humane Society every like ten minutes. That's too sure funny. He's still there. Oh and then as god. soon as we landed, uh, they couldn't just set him aside right away. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't believe they couldn't just hold him for you. I know. It was so sad, but it all worked out. I was like, well, yeah. no one's going to get him. It's meant to be. I know it's meant to be. And he was still there when we got back. And, and now we love him so much. It's amazing. And I, yeah. I grew up with so many dogs in the house, like I'm all so, these I'm four dogs. Gonna, I was going to ask you. So, I mean, I know like right now you're, you know, you are a professional driver, which is yeah. freaking incredible. Okay. And, but you like, tell us like, how how do you arrive at that? Because I know in this day and age, and there's a lot of folks listening for a woman to arrive in a position where she is driving for a team professionally. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Cause Um, that's pretty much uh, the boys, right? That's pretty much the boys outside racing. Right. So, so pretty tough for for women to, to succeed. Um, So kudos to you. So let us, tell us how that happened. That's what Dr. Jen asked. How did that come about? Yeah, it's really crazy. Actually, my story, I feel like is so much different than any other race car driver's story. So my dad, he raced snowmobiles. Okay, because, okay, like news hounds know I'm at the farm right now. Okay. And I avoid all snow. I live in Florida, and so does Dr. Jason. He won't admit that he's in a basement right now. Because Actually, I'm in the sauna. I, I graduated from the, to the sauna, yeah. So I, I, really don't, I, I really don't like the cold. So Great. And so I'm thinking to myself, snowmobiles? Yes, snowmobiles. <laughs> That's a thing? His And all his brothers, they all race. Even my grandma and my grandpa race. My grandpa... He just raced another race this last winter. And oh my god! He's like, yeah, he's like eighty nine, <laughs> and he raced Goodness. a snowmobile. Yeah, it was crazy. So like, that's what I grew up around was snowmobile racing, and yeah. that's what got okay. my love for motorsports. <gasps> and is that, wait, is that when you recognized your <laughs> need for? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. I apologize for everybody out in the candy bar. <laughs> she just, she just can't help herself sometimes. It's just. <laughs> Okay, so everybody was racing, and there you were. Do you have siblings? Do you got brothers and sisters? Yeah, so that's even crazier. So I have a brother, Uh and he's older, younger. He's older than me, and he's a model. And then I'm the race car driver. Oh, that is kind of that is that not that is a little different than what you would think, right? Yeah, because like listeners, you can't see her, but this girl is spectacular. She's beautiful, beautiful inside and out, which you're hearing the inside right now, (laughs) Um, the inside and out. So that is crazy. 
Well, good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, so it's just crazy. And when we were younger, like my brother was the snowmobile racer and I was in like a lot of different musicals and I was a ballerina. And then a few years later, we like switched just roles. Switched. Like, he became the model yeah. and I got into racing. So you're a graceful driver. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> I'm like more, I feel like all females actually, all female race car drivers, I feel like they're, they're more like not graceful, but like particular, a and they, yeah, they they'll they'll hit their marks and be more smooth than a guy. I feel like guys so are you, more you aggressive. Say, That's you right. say all. Is there? Listen, I'm super ignorant, and I apologize. Is there a bunch no, of okay. of you guys? Of you of, of females in in uh, you know typically at least in the past a male dominated sport? Are there a lot of uh, female racers out there now? I mean, I would say there's a lot, but there isn't. There's three in the truck series right now that I'm yeah. racing in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's no more in the top two levels above us. So None. it's just us three girls in NASCAR wow. right now. And then there's a bunch of other girls that are younger and right. racing in series, like coming up and making their way into NASCAR, which is awesome. There's a lot of them doing that. But it just gets so much harder when you want to make that step into NASCAR because yeah. it, you need to find more money for sponsors because right. it yep. just costs a lot more. And there's only a certain amount of seats open in each team. So if all the seats are filled, that's that also gets tricky with that. Oh, because I'm sure it gets super competitive. And, and you know, uh, not everybody goes from being a ballerina to a race. <laughs> race. They usually go the other way, right? So, so yeah. it's just not something. So anyways, just highlighting how awesome it is that you've done what you've done, uh, especially as a woman. So very good just in general. But as a woman, makes it even, even uh, more spectacular. Yeah. Thank you. So, so here's so here's the thing, and and uh, for everyone who might right now be thinking, well, this is a fabulous story, but you know, why why are we talking about it in the candy verse when we're right. talking about animal care professionals sure. and veterinarians and stuff? Well, for those of you um, who may not realize, this her story parallels a number of other people's stories in the world of animal industry, because while the veterinary profession is now there's been a gender shift. And so like 65% or 60% of veterinarians are now female. That's only happened in about the last like six or eight years. And so even if you look in agriculture, so like large animal veterinarians, uh, mine and Dr. Jason's field, zoo animal medicine, it's still pretty male dominated. That's the boys still, right? Yeah. So for all of the um, younger females out there who may be listening, um, was it important to you? Because you didn't see a lot of female role models racing. I mean, you saw your grandmother, right? Because you said your granddad. Your, but was that important or did, did did they need to look like you? Could they just have long hair? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when I really fell in love with motorsports and just racing in general, I was very young. I was four years old. So I was like, I didn't know any better. I didn't know that it was a male-dominated sport Mm -hmm. or even profession. There wasn't a lot of females that were engineers or working at the shop or anything like that. So I had no idea. And I went go-kart racing for my first time with my family. And there was a couple of females. It wasn't just me. There was, I remember there was one other girl. We oh, there was best one friends. other. Oh, okay. Yeah, one so, other. And I grew up racing with this girl and we had so much fun and we just didn't know any better. And until I went and started racing full-size stock cars, I remember, okay, so drivers have to go to a thing called driver's meetings before you race. 
And I didn't want anyone to know I was, I was 12 years old. So I didn't want anyone to know I was a girl. And we were racing these big stock cars. So I went to the driver's meeting with my helmet and everything on, gloves. And I sat in the driver's meeting all suited up because I didn't want anyone to like know that I was a girl. But I think that brought more attention to me than anything. Right. Why, yeah. did you, why, did, why didn't you want them to know you were a girl? Was it just because you were the only one? You thought they might bump you out of the race because you were a girl? They might gang up on you? Well, why didn't you want to know you were a girl? Well, when I got there, I saw that there were no other females racing. Like I, I came from go-karting where I had another girl with right. me. And, yeah, then you were by yourself. And then I was by myself, and I was only 12, so I really yeah. didn't want them to know that I didn't even have my driver's license yet, and I was <laughs> racing. <laughs> yeah, that's a little pinky. You're driving in a race with no driver's license, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, the the <laughs> Candyverse can't see it, but I think Monkey wants to get on and say something. I, I don't know I what's know, going yeah, on. Yeah, he's <laughs> trying to come on and talk. <laughs> he is. He is. So we're going to take a very quick break, and on the other side of that, I want to hear all about how you – having incorporated monkey into your life and what he's meant to you so stay tuned folks and we're going to hear all about the nascar doll that candy makes your life easier with scientific news clinical updates and expert lifestyle tips sign up for free at myvetcandy.com and start making your life sweeter we wear fur, and we're damn proud of it. What? And our four legs. And our tail. And we go to the bathroom outside. Well, we may not be too proud of that. <laughs> Sniff around. Then mark your spot right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. having a really um, enlightening conversation with um, the top finisher in the history of the race series in the NASCAR truck series, Natalie Decker, who's also, also, you're not the youngest, but you're pretty young. So I, I'm, pretty young. I'm, I'm super stoked <laughs> because you've already had a top 10 finish. You're already in the history books. I mean, I'm like, what, well, like, what is next? A win. And I guess for, <laughs> it's a like, win. It's, it's, that's spoken like like a truly driven yep. person. Oh, did you hear what I did there? I got that. Yeah, we, we got it. We just we just tried to pass over it. All right. <laughs> okay. So um, as we mentioned, uh, Natalie is not talking to us by herself. She has her companion, her dog of you said almost a year. Um, yeah, he he's definitely a year. He was a couple months old when we first got him. Okay. So he's definitely a year now. Um, yeah. It'll be in a couple months. It will be a year of us having him. Oh, and so, um, and his name is Monkey, and he's really chowing down right now on a chew toy. Yes. So <laughs> he young. destroys everything. <laughs> yes. So it can be difficult for folks who have such um, an ambitious career and, and a, you know, a, God, I hate to say that again, but a drive to be the best <laughs> in their field. <laughs> so... How how have you integrated him into your lifestyle as a professional driver? Definitely. It was hard at first going and getting a dog because my lifestyle is always on the road and mm -hmm. always on a plane. I'm never home. So I was really nervous about that part mm -hmm. of getting a dog. And my, I grew up always having not less than four dogs at my house. Oh my my mom is the biggest dog lover, animal lover in the whole world that I know. 
And so she travels with my dad in a motorhome with all our dogs and the cat to oh all the God. races. That's awesome. So, That's so amazing. Yeah, it's like the cutest thing ever. She That's calls them like the traveling beagles. I, I bet. Oh, God. How adorable is that? How adorable is that? Yeah, you and almost so, had no choice but to figure out how to get a dog in your life somehow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if they were so, going to disown you. So I, I knew that, like, I really wanted a dog because I grew up with dogs. Mm-hmm. And we just had to figure out a way of how we were going to get them to all the races because then we can leave them with my mom in the motorhome and all her dogs. <laughs> and <laughs> I was really scared to get them at first just because of my lifestyle. But it's changed like my whole life just because my job that I have is definitely very high stress and being able to have my dog with me when I'm at my job makes it so much easier. And like, he's just so loving and makes my job so much more fun. And I'm so glad and so lucky I'm able to bring him with me and have him with me when I'm working. You know, I think that's a hundred percent. I think that's why a lot of people get a dog or maybe sometimes they get a dog because of circumstance and then they realize, how did I live without this guy? (laughs) So for you, um, he provides a little bit of a grounding. It sounds like. Yes, definitely. And I remember the team I was racing for last year was a different team than I'm racing for this year. And the owner of the team, I told him, I was like, I'm really thinking about getting a dog. Like I, I wanted to know what he thought. And he recently just got a a puppy too. And he told me, he's like, please do it. It will be your best decision you make because it will be the biggest stress reliever of your like whole career and it will make it so much easier on you. So I really listened to what he said and it was just so amazing that he like told me that and he, he's an animal lover too. So it was really cool to hear that from him. So, so you didn't have this big um, discussion like in your own head about like, am I going to get a dog? Or am I going to get a cat? It was always a dog. It was well. I I have a cat, but my parents my parents keep it in the motorhome, and she she's deaf. So the funny story is, oh my god! I there I was go kart racing, and I had to win the race to win the championship. And oh. this family was giving away um, these kitties at the track, and I told my dad I really wanted one, and he was like, only if you win the championship, you can get a cat. So I went oh. out and I won the race. And I was like, Dad, I, I, I have to get the cat now. You promised. Oh. So I'm like playing with all the cats and all the go-karts go zooming by. And <laughs> this cat wasn't scared. So I was like, oh, this one likes racing. So I picked it out. I brought it home. And then I brought it to the vet. And they told me that she was deaf. And uh-huh. I started crying. I was only like eight or nine years old. I was like, so she doesn't like race cars? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> right. We don't know. She doesn't even realize who they are. Okay, so here's the question I've been dying to ask you because I, when um, my buddy, so we, like from Texas, you have a a buddy buddy dog and then you have like working dogs, right? And a buddy dog is one that goes everywhere with you, kind of like it sounds like Monkey does with you. Yeah. And, um, but I take my buddy dogs in the car, right? Like they go in the car everywhere I go. So I'm wondering to myself, (laughs) has Monkey been in your race truck? Or a race car? No, he hasn't. But what? my mom, my one of my mom's beagles has been in one of my race cars before. But mm. Monkey hasn't. He's too big. He is. He is giant. He's a big. He's probably yeah. about fifty pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got really long legs. Yeah, because like he looks skinny. Like, he kind of has. I think he has greyhound in him. Yeah, he has a greyhound body. He's got some hound dog in him. That's for yeah. sure. 
has the cat been in the race car? No, she uh, she's scared of everything. Oh, except the except noise. Yeah, yeah, she can't hear anything. Yeah. But like sight wise, she like I think it's because she can't hear. She's like <laughs> that doesn't want to go anything that scares her. Yeah, yeah, she's comfortable with her routine environment, but new stuff she takes a while to get used to. Oh, for sure. <laughs> So you mentioned a while ago that you had you took her to the vet when you first got her. I'm sure that um, Monkey has been to a veterinarian. So what is your relationship like with your veterinarian? It is the coolest thing ever. So Okay, wait. That- Those are words that are not often said. <laughs> so I found, okay, so on social media, I posted right away when we got him. Um, on my lap, I was like, I can't believe this just happened. I got a dog. Like, here's yeah. a picture of him. And... I got a message, a direct message from a veterinarian. And she was like, hey, we have this really cool business where we come to your house and we do everything at your home. And I was like, yes. So we've been using this. They're two females. I haven't met them yet because I've always been gone racing. So my boyfriend's always at home and Uh they come and they give him his shots and weigh him and do everything, trim his nails, give him his checkup. And it's like the coolest thing ever. Excellent. I'm like so glad they messaged me and reached out to me because I I don't know if I would have then had that relationship with them. Yeah, no, exactly. And so many people now are using um, veterinarians who come to their home, you know, while they're at work or something like this, they come to see their pet. And I do also, can I just say that I love that your boyfriend is there to facilitate <laughs> the care for your dog. <laughs> I know. It's That's really funny. Excellent. Yeah, it was like the first time that we had to meet with the vet. I was a couple hours away testing. So he drove me to the test, dropped me off, drove all the way back with the dog, met with the vet, came back and got me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very- he's amazing. <laughs> yes. So Dr. Jason has never joined the podcast because he had. I was time. able to yeah. fix the situation. There you go. Troubleshoot. I was wondering where you went. In the I was disappeared into the into the ether. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> In the sauna. Luckily, I, I, you guys were able to carry on without me. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. I mean, go figure. Um, a couple women can carry the podcast. Yes. Um, perfectly, <laughs> perfectly well said. That's right. That's right. But I, I love that uh, that you love your veterinarian, even though you've never met either one of them. I love I know. it. I talked to him over the phone. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And so, so here's, here's the other thing is if you, cause you're a brand new pet owner, um, even though you grew up with animals. So what is the number one thing or number, maybe, maybe I'll give you two, like the number one and two things that, um, you would, you think that people who are considering getting a dog who have a high paced, um, fast paced lifestyle that they should uh-huh. know. <laughs> Right. Again, I know. What do you think they should know? Like, what was the two things that surprised you? Oh, that's a good question. That he loves traveling. I'd be scared that he wasn't going to like traveling. Yeah. Since he was a puppy when we had him, I I was surprised that it took him a while. He got like car sick a lot Uh um, at the beginning. But after that. I bet with you guys, he got car sick a lot. I mean, come on. (laughs) And then the other thing that really surprised me was that. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be with how fast paced my life was and having a dog. Mm-hmm. Like it was actually easier. It made a better routine mm-hmm. for my lifestyle. And that was like, the, that was probably the number one surprising thing. I thought it was going to be really difficult with planning yeah. everything. 
but it made it easier and a better routine. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's beautiful. So getting the dog actually made your life easier. Yeah, it did. It really did. I love it. I love it. And and it sounds like maybe it was made a little easier because you had to worry about somebody else. <laughs> yes, yes right. not myself and my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little a little bit of um need to focus on something else besides how you finished in the race. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Excellent. So I do want to ask a couple of other things, kind of like uh, related to how you are one of the rare women um, who are racing at that level. Are there different considerations like for for you? Because I think it would be Mm. a little different fitting into the car, racing for hours on end. Um, different considerations about that at all? Yeah, yeah, definitely getting fitted in the car is difficult. A lot of drivers are small. Yeah. My, so I'm, I'm almost 5'1". I'm a little under 5'1". Uh-huh. And 100 pounds. So oh. getting fitted in the car is difficult because it's very it's meant for someone a lot bigger than me. But the, the safety with everything and the guys doing it, they do such an amazing job on it. But the other thing is is racing it, like you said, for hours on end, it gets whatever temperature it is outside, it's 40 degrees hotter in the car. So if it's 85 degrees out, it's really hot in the car. And zero, 40, 40, 40 degrees hotter in the car. Yeah, Dr. Jen, there's there's no air conditioning in these cars. Yeah, there's no air conditioning or airflow. They're all sealed up. Yeah, I don't know how you would survive. You're in all of that fireproof gear. So the training for it is definitely very, very hard. Um, hot yoga on steroids. Yeah, hot, exactly. So you have to train like, for hours. Yeah, you have to heat train, and it takes a lot of muscle, but it's more endurance and just being able to keep your heart rate down. But I feel like being smaller is better. Like being shorter is better. Like a fighter pilot, being shorter is better because the yeah. blood flow from your heart to your feet and back is a shorter distance. <laughs> so that's why I think it's better. Being that's shorter. ideal. That's, that's an incredible amount of physiology that I, I mean, okay, like, I guess I'll just have fair disclosure here. I was thinking about like going to the bathroom. Like I wasn't Ooh. thinking about physiology at the level that you just took it to with. No, but people do just go to the bathroom while they're racing. I haven't. I haven't. I can't do it. But there's some drivers that just can do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's always a question everyone asks the NASCAR driver. How how do you go to the bathroom? Well, I mean, people go hours without going to the bathroom. It's not the end of the world, right? But, uh, and like when you're driving, you're not focusing on that. Unless a caution comes out, then like if you're sick or you have to go to the bathroom or you're in pain from something, that happened outside of racing, mm-hmm. then you think about it. But while you're racing, you can't think about it. There's so yeah. much other things you need to focus on. Your focus. Wow. <laughs> how, how, how fast How fast do you guys go? Did y'all cover the, that earlier? I'm sorry if you did, but no, I'm we, always we in. How fast do you go? <laughs> the fastest I've ever gone was 200 miles an hour. Oh, my. Was this on the highway or was this in a race? In Double a truth. race, sorry. The fastest oh, okay, I've okay, ever okay. gone on the highway is <laughs> – I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, don't say. Don't say. Don't say. Because the other thing is, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I like to go. I like to get where I'm going as well. Too fast. Right. <laughs> um, but like, if I, if, if I have a hiccup and make an error, because I've only ever done it one time and it wasn't like, it was an error. Okay. Wait, and I had did crash. Dr. Jen just say she's only made one mistake her entire life? Okay. I just want to point that out. 
have you had a crash? Because I know we, you know, you can, the, the crashes that you guys may have on the track are incredible. Have you had a crash? I'm going to tell you the craziest crash I've ever had. Yeah. So, <laughs> not not only one, she's had she's a good, crazy one. Well, the craziest one I've ever had was I was racing at Talladega. So you go wide open the whole time. You never lift. And you're in a draft. So you're like pushing the car in front of you and the car behind you is pushing you. Yeah. And there's a thing in, in the motor that's called like a crank sensor. And that sure. went out. So when that quits, the whole motor, everything shuts off. So I was full throttle, right? Pushing the car in front of me. The car behind me was pushing me. And my whole motor just shut off. So I got oh. spun out because my like I started to slow down. I tried to pull yeah. out a line, but I didn't do it fast enough. And they wrecked me, so I went to the, I hit the outside wall so hard that it gave me a hernia oh my on gosh. the right side of my, my right side of my stomach. Yeah, yeah, that was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Wow, oh my gosh, wow. that's incredible. And that was at Talladega. Yeah, that was at Talladega. So, like you said earlier, like, like, do you have to ever have to go to the bathroom and stuff like that? Well, I had to have surgery, and then a week later, race. Oh and my God. Yes, because they had to fix it because it's like that dangerous of having yeah. not getting it fixed. So like I never thought about the pain when I was racing, but when a caution came out, it oh, was yeah. definitely painful. <laughs> this wasn't here earlier? Wow, it really hurts. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Ad- adrenaline is an incredible pain reliever, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's, that's so true. Yeah. So when you got out, you hit the outside wall at Talladega. So you had the, did you get it? When you got out, did you take your whole like race suit off and start running around with a helmet on saying, help me Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they're supposed to do. I, I, I seen it in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would have been funny though. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, your car did catch on fire. What did catch yes, on fire? Yes. The first Daytona race, I didn't even make a lap yet. And a piece of tungsten fell off another truck and it hit my truck and made my tire blow up. So then all the oil lines were like out. Um, so oil was coming out and my whole truck started on fire and the fire was coming around. It's called the A post, like what the mirror is connected to on a truck that you kind of see on the highway, like right there in the truck where it comes around into yeah. the window. So the fire was coming around into the window at my face. Yeah, it was, wow. cra- that was pretty scary. That was about the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. No wreck has ever scared me, but that fire that definitely yeah. scared me. <laughs> Hey, listen, does Monkey ever get down to the racetrack? Do you ever get to take him down there and hang out with you on, on the cars, or is he, is, he, is he not allowed? Yeah, he he is allowed. The cars scare him a little bit. Like, he drops his head really low and tries to watch him go by. And he gets, like, a little freaked out. Uh, probably like, then, that's a really big squirrel. Yeah, yeah he's really like, yeah, exactly. And my that's mom's nice. dog, that one of her beagles, like absolutely loves the racetrack and gets so excited when he can finally come down by the race cars. Wow. So he loves it. We that's named crazy. him Hoosier after the tires that we run. That's funny. <laughs> of course. Of yeah. course you did. Amazing. So, so not only do you have a dog who plays this incredible role in your life of bringing you back to earth, de-stressing and adding routine, but he gets to go to work. He gets to go down to yeah, the pit. That's awesome. Yeah, he loves it. He does. That's incredible. That's incredible. Can you remember your racing life before him? No, I really, I can't. Like, I couldn't imagine <laughs> it without him. And I can't remember. It wasn't, like, it just wasn't fit right. It wasn't perfect. And now that he's able to come to all the races and be a part of it, it makes it way more fun and way more enjoyable. And, that's and, awesome. And, like, like, 
no no threat to the boyfriend, but hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. I need is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so fantastic. So I love that. I love it all. I think it's just wonderful, your positivity and the fact that um, you've, you've already made history and you're still running. It's incredible. And it, let's see, you had your best finish after, after. the dog. Yes, I did. Yep. Yeah. And Perfect. he was there. It's all the dog. He was there. Oh, yeah. He was, he was there. there. And he totally knew I had a good race when I came back to the motorhome um, where he was staying. He was so excited, and it was the cutest thing ever. Aw, fantastic. Fantastic. So have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? No, I haven't. Right. I haven't, which is crazy. I can't believe I haven't gotten one yet. Which is which is a little bit different than asking if you've been pulled over, right? right? Very different. And I haven't been pulled over. <laughs> I haven't done any of that yet. Thank God. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Would, well, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Dr. Jason, like, yes. what else do you want to know? We have like, access to the secrets of pit row happening right, right no, now. No, I actually have a question. I, I, and again, I apologize. I, I was kind of away for a bit. So I don't know if you covered this or not. But I had a question, kind of what we were talking about earlier growing up. I don't know if you guys covered this. I know uh, Dr. Jen. Uh, I grew up with Dr. Jen, right? And she's right. bucked like, the system like- a little bit herself, right? And so when we were playing, when we were young, we were, we'd play Little League, right? And all the boys played. Did I played. prove this story? No. Uh, don't worry about it. And so uh, it's not a bad story. So, so, so Jen played with, you know, I played with Jen. We played together on the same team. So, and then there was a point where we'd switch and the, the girls would typically go play softball. But guess what? Dr. Jen said, I don't want to play softball. I like baseball. Why can't I play baseball? Just because I'm a girl. Give me a break. So she, of course, stayed on and played baseball as long as she could. Did you play baseball little league any of that kind of stuff when you were growing up or you were strictly a snowmobile racer through and through i played hockey <laughs> of course i'm so sorry who and am i, I talking started to with the guys. wisconsin I to, yeah i started playing with the guys but when i was about sixth grade is when i moved over to a girls team and i loved it it taught me a lot um for racing actually which is oh. weird you would think it would be the other way around but i feel like my hockey taught me more um, for my racing career. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, but you're talking to two people that have absolutely zero idea about <laughs> hockey. <laughs> we think it's played on ice. We don't yeah. know, and we wonder why anybody plays it. But everybody swears it's fun. I don't. It's I don't so know. Fun. So, it's really I, fun. If I have to wear a jacket to go watch the game, I'm pretty sure it's not not for me. So, <laughs> unless it's football, because we're from Texas. So. Yeah. Yeah, an yeah. indoor game. Yeah, I uh, used to when I was really young. I really wanted to play football, but I I didn't really understand it because I was really young. And then I was playing with my brother and all his friends, and I realized I didn't want to play football right. after that. <laughs> you'd you'd much rather have the car between yeah. the guys. We're all the same size when we're in the race car. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. I love that. That's so fantastic. So fantastic. So okay, I think this is just incredible. I'm so excited that you slowed down to join <laughs> on the podcast. I can't wait to see you race in real life. You know, I, I can't stand it. And especially if uh, the monkey is going to be there. Yes. yes. After the win, the big win, we're going to see the yes, monkey. I'll have no doubt. Lane. <laughs> oh my gosh. 100%. I can't imagine you in victory lane without the monkey. Right. Right. Yeah. Me too. Oh, he would love it. That's he funny. would love it. He would love it. I, I think he's a champagne drinking dog. I feel yes. it. I feel it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
so, and um, just for all the folks out there in the Candyverse, Monkey has been excellently behaved, paid attention the entire time, has been just a wonderful participant in the podcast. So good, yes. good for Monkey. The truth <laughs> is help, and the fact that Mom is paying attention to him too. I think those yeah. the whole time. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope everybody tunes in to watch Natalie race um, and cheer her on. Um, it's already history, but we cannot wait to see her win, especially um, in a truck. Um, that would be amazing. And um, we're so glad once again that she slowed down and joined us on the podcast. Thanks, Natalie. And thanks, Monkey. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. All right. And we hope you'll come back after you do take that walk down Victory Row and tell us how you did it and uh, how long it took him to fit you into the car because you're too little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a terrible, sure. what a horrible problem, right? I know. I know. All, all the women in the candy verse are thinking, really? <laughs> <laughs> But that's just fantastic. We love it. And we hope that everyone will join us again on our next episode of uh, Vet Candy and Other News. If you want to sound off, if you want to tell us how well you wish Natalie uh, in her next race, you can get me at Jen at MyVetCandy.com. Or me at Jason at MyVetCandy.com. And Natalie, you have a website folks can go to to find out about when you're racing again? Yes, NatalieDeckerInc.com. And it has my schedule on there. I have apparel I sell. And it brings you to all my like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those sites as well. Ooh, and pictures of monkey. monkey. And oh. lots of pictures of monkey. Yes. yes. So follow, um, not only following Bet Candy on social, but follow Natalie Decker on social media as well. And you'll get to see the monkey for yourself. All right, we're signing off from the Candyverse. I'm Dr. Jen at the farm. And I'm Dr. Jason in the sauna tonight. All right, we'll see you guys on the next episode of In Other News. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.